Hello, welcome to today's episode of The Daily. Jan is here. Tomorrow is going to be, for our household at least, yutiao and butterfly bun and wonton noodles for breakfast. Every Saturday morning, we make it a point to have a leisurely breakfast together as a family, everyone at the table at the same time, which we don't get to do on weekdays, with food I'll usually get from the nearby food center. It's simple, it's routine, and I love it. What's something you look forward to doing every Saturday or Sunday? Whatever it is, I hope you have a nourishing weekend, a restful weekend, a worshipful weekend. For those of you who will be having life group meeting tonight, have a really good and enriching time together. Every time you get together, although virtual is not the preferred platform, you are leaning into God in community and don't underestimate that. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, as in Colossians, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Last week, my husband and I went to a nursery that I had been wanting to go for a long time, but just never got around to going. Not a children's nursery, but a plant nursery. Typically, I like plants with nice green foliage, leafy plants like ferns, philodendrons, monsteras, those kinds. Now, just as we were leaving the nursery, a pot of flowers caught our eye. And Matt goes, ooh, let's get that one. It's nice. I hesitated, but yep. That evening, we drove home with a couple of leafy plants and that pot of flowers too. The very next afternoon though, it was droopy. I have expected it because I know that these usually need more frequent watering and in my opinion are a bit higher on the maintenance scale. So I gave it a good amount of water and then about an hour or so instead of looking half dead, it had revived. So all the flowers had perked back up, which is good. I'm doing my best to water it often. Let's hope it has long life under our care. A particular verse that has been making its appearance in my mind lately is verse 25 of Psalm 119, which says, My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. A little bit about Psalm 119 is it's the longest psalm and the longest chapter in the Bible. And this is a precious, precious psalm that covers extensively the value of knowing and loving God and His word, the word of God, the law, his commandments, his precepts, his teaching that has come out of his very mouth, the living God. In fact, it refers to scripture over and over again using different words and in almost every verse. In fact, it's like 171 verses out of the whole 176 verses of this chapter. Isn't that incredible? Allow me to read verses 25 through 40, so you get a much deeper sense of the tone and the mood in this passage. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so so shall I meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying 
and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. In these verses, I just read 15 of them. The word revive shows up three times. Verse 25, revive me according to your word. And then verse 37 and verse 40, revive me, revive me. The word in Hebrew, chaya, means all these things. To cause, to live, to bring to life, sustain, nourish, preserve, be quickened, be alive, restored to health. The psalmist is continually crying out to God, revive me, revive me according to your word. So we get this picture, as we imagine in our minds, of a person so thirsty, so weakened by hunger, that he or she is desperate for the Word of God, the very source of life and vitality for him. One of the most wonderful demonstrations of God's ability to restore life to what is dead or dying is found in Ezekiel 37. When God told Ezekiel, speak to the dry bones, which he did, and the bones came to life. God's word can cause us to live, sustains us, nourishes us, quickens our hearts, and restores us to health. Whether it is sickness, discouragement, indifference, lethargy, it's not necessarily something you can feel all the time, you know, or see tangibly or have immediate results whenever you posture yourself and get into the word. Or, you know, whenever we're praying scripture, we're praying what we're not not yet seeing most of the time. But we know that taking in what God speaks to us and we, you know, speak it or we pray it by faith, His work is at His Word is at work, active. His Word is always doing a deep thing inside us. And that's why the psalmist puts it this way, my soul clings to the dust. Even if it can sometimes be a challenge, a real challenge or a faith stretch, let my let your life, Lord, impart life into me. In what area in your heart today do you need God's word to come and bring life? The dangerous thing is how subtly we allow anything but God's word to saturate us daily. We're bombarded with loads of information every day and we fail to discipline our hearts to immerse into scripture, to read and reflect. Unlike the psalmist's cry, revive me according to your word. Maybe we struggle to even see the Word of God as life-giving or that we are desperately in need of the nourishment that it offers. We don't realize that while we may be materially obese, we are spiritually starved or impoverished. 
it's quite critical, isn't it? If we're starving but don't notice it. Or, I mean, I don't know which is worse. Do you think it's worse if we're starving, we notice it, but we don't feel a need to be concerned? These times we are living in, without the word of God bringing life to us as his people, we are droopy, we are dehydrated, like that pot of flowers that we brought home. There is a famine of the word, of hearing the word, of drawing life and vitality from the word. But when the people of God are revived according to his word, there is conviction, repentance, impartation of that life that is abundant, responses of faith and joyful worship and a desire for, you know, true holy living. There is continual nourishment, preservation, quickening and restoration to life. How does it look like to have the word of God bring life to you where you are at today? For the next couple of minutes, let's quiet down our hearts, sit comfortably and breathe slowly as you draw your thoughts towards God. Draw your thoughts and think on Him. I'll guide you in a short contemplative exercise using our verse for today, and then I'll end by praying for us. My soul clings to the dust. In what area in your heart today do you need God's word to bring life? Express what flows out of your heart freely, freely to God. My soul clings to the dust. In your walk with God nowadays, do you need God's word to bring life? Tell God what's on your heart. My soul clings to the dust. In your relationships, family or close friends, colleague or neighbor, do you need God's word to bring life? Tell God what's on your heart. My soul clings to the dust. In your work, whether at home or some workplace, do you need God's word to bring life? Tell God what's on your heart for this. Revive me according to your word. How does it look like to have the Word of God bring life to you now? Begin to share your thoughts with God.
revive me according to your word. Now be still and let God tell you what's on his heart for you. And listen. God, is there anything else that you want me to know today? Pay attention to what he says. God, our God, we pray that you would give us a hunger and thirst for words that come from you. Let every message, reading or song or prayer that has your word be a source of revelation of you and your heart towards us. Instruct our hearts, keep us from sinning against you. Direct our paths, equip us for your work. Lead us to repentance and renewal. Speak hope and vision into our days and you know, give us vision and purpose in our endeavors for the common good or to bless our neighbors. Lord, we pray that your word brings life to our identity, passions, dreams, and talents, all of that, not for our own sake, but for your kingdom's sake and shape our thoughts, our decisions, our motives, our character, so that we truly, you know, when people see, they know that we are your disciples. Revive us not just individually, but as your people in our worship, our fellowship, as a community that you know loves on you, that fears you, honors your presence. Draw us to Jesus, our bread of life, our living water. We want to be a people who delights in, who reveres your word because you are the word, the ultimate living word who gives us eternal life, Jesus. In your name we pray all this. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the daily and joining me on this. I hope you have a good day, friends. Grace and peace to you. Hey! Thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.